work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. And uh, it's time for the June 16th edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review, a free-form mash of current events compiled from the world's remaining newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped with moral clarity from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And that I am Mike Caspar. <laughs> and now, the news. <laughs> Iran. Iran, yeah. Iran, Iran. So Iran, far Iran. away. <laughs> Iran, 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 Iran. Iran, Iran. Iran. Iran, 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 Iran. Actually, it's Iran. Iran? It's cold. Well, it's, they, it, it, do you think they say Iran over there? I do believe that's the way that they would, most of the Iranians yeah, right, would prefer, Iran, prefer right. that it Iran. be said. Iran sounds like something that well, George... Iran. I, yes. Iran is yeah, the George Bush one. used to... Iran. So anyway. Iran? Yeah. Well, anyway. Iran. Iranian leadership. Niger. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, in, in that case, I'm going to make you say Ahmadinejad. No. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mahmoud Ahmadinejad declared the, was declared the winner of Iran's presidential election. Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. Yeah, Khamenei. Called the election results a divine miracle. Is that what he called yeah, it? he called it a divine miracle. So are we, yeah. But he also called for that uh, investigation. <laughs> Into yeah, like, a divine yeah, miracle. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Well, you know, catch that, too. He didn't say in, vote, you know, investigation into irregularity. Just no. investigation into this election, which might mean that he's going after the people who are saying that it's an irregular yeah, election. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. We don't know. We don't but know. But those irregularities were reportedly rampant. There was a, uh, there's a, there was a chart on uh, Olbermann last night yeah. that showed the districts where the, what's his name, Ma, um, I want to say his name right, Musavi, Musavi had won, had carried uh, certain the, the larger cities in Iran. This guy, in the last election he ran for, not this one, he carried like 60% in many of these metropolitan areas. Yeah. In this election go-around... Ahmadinejad won like 90% of the vote in the cities yeah. where he won 60% yeah. last time. And it's not as if people are happier with Ahmadinejad. Uh, they're, they're actually less satisfied. So this idea, I mean, this... That this, he took 60%. Well, there was somebody... He took 90%. Yeah. Or 95%. Oh, districts, yeah, 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 yeah. Went from... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just saying that uh, there were some people over there saying that Ahmadinejad, uh, there, there wasn't voter fraud. They just simply looked at the names and wrote numbers next to them. Yeah. 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 It wasn't even that scientific, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as if they flipped some votes or he had some computer genius come in and and do some handiwork. They actually just said, ah, yeah, he got 10,000 more than that. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Like a million uh, Iranians. Apparently, the the Ayatollahs can basically, the mullahs, can essentially say any, they can determine anything they want. In an they, can they determine how many people were out in the streets? Protesting? Oh well, no, they cannot. No, they cannot. Do that. I think, you know, they keep saying there's different figures all the time in these protests, but I'm going with the million. Well, you look at a picture. Yeah. I mean, it really, I understand there are some variations in, in estimates, but when you look at a huge street, eight lane wide street, and you can see nothing but a sea of humanity for yeah. as long and going as far down as side the, streets yeah, too. It's as not, far as the eye can see, that's yeah. all you see is humanity. Yeah, it was a million a people. people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Yeah, and they were beaten. Baseball bats, stones, tear gas, metal batons. Well, I want to be a, seven. Uh, yeah, okay, I want to be a little careful. Yeah, I, 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 well, I'm not 
in it any way like they could, were saying thank you to the police at some because it wasn't the police that were doing the beating. It was the, the uh, militants. They, they, yeah, uh, they have the, the what what the kind of the remnants of the Iranian uh, Revolutionary Guard. Yeah, they have sort of a a uh, militia within yeah. that the movement, and these are the guys that run around and beat the crap out of people. Now, I want to be kind of careful here because watching the people in Seattle beaten during the in, during the uh, WTO demonstrations, yeah. there was probably some people in some pockets who got a the little frisky. Well, not beaten, but certainly. <laughs> Pulled out of the crowd, arrested, whatever. I'm not saying that you can't get a million people yeah. together. I don't care if you get them, girl, a million Girl Scouts yeah, together. There's going to be some beatings. <laughs> there's going to be somebody who's going to get out of hand. Uh, so I want to be a little careful here. Yeah. However, it did look as if there was some, uh, let's see, extracurricular and with some extra enthusiasm yeah. going and on. And there were gunshots. Yeah, and there were gunshots. Yeah. I, I just want to sort of frame it. Uh, just, just for you to know, you're saying, what's all this then? Musavi yeah. or Musavi. Yeah advocated increased engagement with the United States. That was probably his his, uh, biggest departure from Ahmadinejad uh, within the uh, context of the campaign. Do you realize this is is a smart president we have. He goes to the Middle East, goes to Cairo, basically says, let's change the dynamic here. Yeah. Two weeks before this election. Yeah. The Iranian people, by all accounts, are the most pro-Western. They may not be pro-Western in terms of our politics, but they're the ones who are most westernized of all of the uh, countries in that region of the world. He goes there and says, we're okay. We're cool. Are you guys cool with us? It certainly had some impact. Is that what he said? It certainly had some impact yeah. on the election. And the other side of it is they asked him yesterday, what do you think about what's going on? And he said, hey, I don't, I'm troubled by what I've seen on TV. However, the United States is not the issue here. Yeah. We, we respect the sovereignty of Iran. We respect what the, you know, and we're staying out of it. Don't make us the issue. Well, he can't start cheerleading because no. that can bring down some Well, uh, that Musavi would be in trouble batons. if he were to say yeah. he's a great guy. No, he's not. But he played it just right. He said, yep. we respect the sovereignty, uh, and uh, it's up to them to make the final decision. However, I'm troubled by what I'm seeing in, the, in terms of the beating. You see that Ari Fleischer was claiming uh, That Bush's Bush, policies yeah. were the reason that these, yeah. uh, uh-huh. whatever. Go yeah, ahead. about, I, I would agree, about a half a percent. And and it might actually have caused a lot of strife too over there too. Yeah. You know, we we, yeah. we don't really can't tell. Uh-huh. I would expect that the president of the free world would have some impact on what went on. I'd say about fifty percent goes to the uh, yeah. Iranian people themselves. Yeah. Uh, I would say just Ahmadinejad being a complete idiot yeah. counts for about thirty percent of right, that. Right. I'd say Obama fifteen percent, ten percent, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Maybe yeah. I'm over a hundred right now. No, you're about right. You're about, and then you'd <laughs> yeah. say, well, of course. You know, every what you could say, you, everything. Yeah, every, I had some impact yeah, exactly. on it. You know that. I mean, yeah, that, that yeah. time I, I visited my Ar- Iranian friend in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I I told him about you know I didn't think too well, much. Well, I, I guess I guess you could say that I guess the, the the success of the Dodgers signing Manny Ramirez as pushes uh-huh. he could take credit for that because yeah. he loosened the tax laws which allowed Frank McCord to have more money to spend. Yeah. For a baseball player. That's absolutely right. So, okay, Bush, thank you, you, thank you for giving rich people a tax break because we get Manny Ramirez. I mean... You catch you, that, Ari? Give me you, a break. you could spin it for Los Angeles uh, exactly. here. <laughs> thank you, George. Thank you. The United Nations Security Council agreed to a new round of sanctions against North Korea. Yeah. Guys, North Korea's been bad. Well, I don't know what the what do the sanctions mean. They're, they're going to uh, take away their... Uh, it's spanking rights, I think. They get to... <laughs> And, and there is a, there's a giant spankometer, spanko <laughs> spanking machine. So whenever a ship goes through, the captain and they're going to cut Elvis's hair. I think is the other. He gets spanked.
Yeah. All right. North Korea responded, responded by vowing to step up its nuclear bomb-making program yeah. by producing more plutonium and uranium. It also threatened war on any country that dared to stop its ships on the high seas under the new sanctions. That's going to get dicey. Uh-huh. If we do start stopping their Sounds ships. Sounds like Bay of Pigs all it over again. It does definitely does sound bad. A federal judge in San Francisco ruled Jose Padilla can sue former Bush administration lawyer John Yu for coming up with the legal theories that justified his detention and torture. Yeah. Well, that's going to get interesting if that goes forward. Those, yeah. those damn activist judges impo- actually that's enforcing the law. activist about that. I'm he, kidding. He He's enfo- it's actually enforcing the law. Is it, Padilla uh, is a citizen of yeah, the U.S. That's right. He was held w- without any knowledge of what he was guilty <clears> of. <throat> For in uh, 43 right. months yeah. in South Carolina. Without charge. Without charge, yeah. 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 This this warrants this, that uh, someone can sue someone. Padilla's the guy that his attorneys have been saying for quite some time has virtually cracked up, that he's he was in solitary for years. He's just basically lost his mind. Uh-huh. So, Self-proclaimed September 11th mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed told U.S. military officials that he had lied to the CIA after being tortured. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, yeah. this is the guy that Cheney was, and Bush, yeah. both, in televised State of the Union and televised speeches and all the rest of it, ran around saying, we got valuable information from Sheikh uh, that, uh, that saved American lives. Mohammed, yeah. 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 So, and this guy they said, I lied through my teeth. That, just to make it stop. That saved lives. Well, he just affirms what everyone says, has been saying about torture. You're being tortured. You will say anything yeah. you think they want to hear to make it stop. We even said, they asked me where uh, Osama bin yeah. Laden was. Yeah. I said I didn't know. They he, tortured me. I'd then said, I said, oh, yeah, he's, he's over, over there. there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just remembered. Yeah. What part of that equation don't people get Yeah. You know, when, uh, when they're told that during a debate? Well, I, I think well, what, what, what person doesn't don't... understand that from their own personal experience? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, uh, don't it, it's not it to be told. Like a, you know, say... man cow that got waterboarded. <laughs> he he thinks it's going to be a, a walk in the park. Well, he, he said he water... used to be a swimmer. He said <laughs> he, so. I mean, you know, per, you know, sort of a competitive swimmer. Well, well that he makes it less likely. I'm not a swimmer. I know what it's like to drown. Yeah, and. and and, and I, I have by more the way, experience at drowning than he has. In six seconds of being waterboarded. He jumped up and said, this, yeah. is, this is torture. Duh. He said th- there was an overwhelming sense that you were going to drown, and there was nothing in your mind that could prevent you from thinking you were yeah. going to drown. What was, uh, I want to say Jesse Ventura, right? Yeah. He had it right. Yeah. Yeah, when he, when he said, you give me a waterboard and Dick Cheney, and I'll have him confess to the Manson murders. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, uh, Ventura was a Navy SEAL. Yeah. So he kind of has, he's, he went through the SEAL program. He understands what's going on. There. I just don't understand what, what the problem is. Maybe people don't actually have any feelings. Is, that's some, something inside me tells me that, that these people have no idea what it's like to actually experience anything and have any feelings about anything. You know, have, have a feeling of being tortured. Have a feeling, you know, of being being isolated like that. So they have, they think, well, I wouldn't tell. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's it, it obvious. I don't think it's anything that they've actually experienced or even thought that far along, thought it through. I think they watch twenty four. Yeah. They watch programs. They've seen enough war movies well, where our American soldiers could stand up to the hideous treatment they were the Japanese torture, all that kind of stuff, and assume that that's real life in some way. Well, that would confirm both yours and my theory. They don't have any experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, there and, you go. and they're assuming that their experience is 
is what TV it's, is. It's intellectual or yeah. emotional at some level. Ah, it's just entertainment. No, I'm saying their experience levels. <laughs> yeah. The United States went to Bermuda. United States sent to Bermuda. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, four Uyghur men who had been held at Guantanamo Bay Prison in Cuba despite having been declared no threat to U.S. national security. That's that's a little deal over there. They, yeah, and there was the, is that the, was the rest of them were going to Pala? Is that where? Yeah, we're that, talking? that's generally the. the oh, idea. is that what? It, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. So the, the, I think all the Uyghurs who have been basically they've yeah. basically been exonerated. Yeah. If they were ever really charged with anything. And uh, last week, the U.S. was proven to be a virtual supermarket for terrorists and foreign governments seeking high-end military technology, including components that can be used to build nuclear weapons and equip militants fighting U.S. and British troops. Over the past year, government investigators posed as private buyers, and they purchased military-grade body armor, technology to stabilize guided missiles, a device that can be used to detonate nuclear weapons, and then... uh, they evaded export controls and posted dummy versions of the gear to countries known as trans, as shipment points, mm. trans shipment points, for terrorist groups. So this is so an American actually, sting operation. Yeah, American they, sting uh, operation okay. by our government to see if we're safe and we're not. And apparently, you could buy. They could buy just about anything. They could buy anything and not only buy it, but get it out of the country into countries who were points of uh, trans shipment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to terrorists. The Shanghai Corporation Organization. Held meetings in Russia, attended by the presidents of six member nations, including China and Russia, and by representatives from its four observer states, India, Iran, Mongolia, and Pakistan, in its first formal step by the major trading partners to replace the dollar as the world's reserve currency. That's going on right now. Okay. Today, Monday and Tuesday, this went on. If they succeed, the dollar will dramatically plummet in value. The cost of imports, including oil, will skyrocket. Interest rates will climb and jobs will hemorrhage at a rate that will make the last few months look like boom times. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and this isn't getting any news coverage as far as I could see. Where, where was it taking place? It I was, was taking place in Russia. It's oh. a Shanghai Corporation oh, right, right, organization. Right. Okay, they, yeah. They've been announcing I, this. This is the whole purpose of no, this that, meeting. That's right. In fact, Russia said it, it may switch some of its reserves from U.S. Treasuries to international monetary fund bonds last week before this meeting. Right, and the and the the thing about the, that I was reading uh, about this, the Russian economy is all commodity based. Yeah. So this would have a profound impact. In other words, oil and gas and uh, minerals, yeah. raw materials. So them changing yeah. their the currency or trying to work out a formula where the dollar is part of a sort of a a mix of of currencies or some version of that would have devastating impact. Yeah. And China's talking about this is what I, I mean, I, we've been talking about this ever since October when the economy was obviously in a free fall, that at some point the Asians, whether it be the Chinese, the, the, you could say the Russians are really in Asia as well, but the Japanese and Chinese are essentially going to say, we just got hammered because we invested in America. Yeah. We lost hundreds of billions of dollars. At some point they're going to say, enough. Enough. Uh, the House of Representatives endorsed new extensive legislation to regulate tobacco. Yes. Uh, you know, it, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into too much of a discussion uh, like that, but they always pick on tobacco. You know, wh- why, don't they, why don't they pick on air travel for a change? Yeah. I, as you know, the damage it's being, as we both know, the yeah. damage that it is doing to the environment is profound. Yeah. That's, talk about secondhand smoke. Yeah. Yeah. You burn a gas station worth of gas when you take off. Yeah. And that just doesn't fly mysteriously up into the uh, heavens. No. It drops down on the ground, 
and give people cancer. Yeah. But because, you know, they can't isolate it as well, and because it's, it's oil companies, essentially, right. it's, a, it's, it's hands-off. And so people yeah. that smoke and go out in quarters and stand outside and smoke are getting taxed for, are getting overtaxed as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's say that was, let's give up. A- a plus to the uh, for Congress for at least regulating. Being able to regulate tobacco is a huge if deal. If I want a lot of, they're going to they're no, going to tell but, me how much nicotine I can have in a cigarette. Yeah, that's but, that's crazy. Why can't I have one cigarette that gives me all the nicotine I need? But for several decades, the tobacco industry was successful in at least fighting against even being regulated like, in yeah. any way. And now let's just I just want to acknowledge that. However, I want to just kind of go to the other side, which is healthcare, and I assume you're going to get to that. How how awful the Democrats are being right now yeah. about this a refusal to essentially put at least a, pri- uh, a a public option on on the table. Yeah. Well, go ahead. You're probably going to talk. No, about no, it. it's it's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is stuff that Douglas Rushkoff, our guest in the next ten minutes, will be probably talking about how corporations, how when things get exactly. bigger, you lose track of of all sorts of you lose track of your moral compass. Imagine trying to make an argument to the American public w- without the, the overwhelming financial support that uh, the healthcare industry has. It says. We don't want you to have an option that will be less expensive and more efficient yeah. on, as an option for you in your health care choices. We want you to stay with a bloated, profit-driven, uh, incredibly inefficient system because it's the American way. That's the argument. It's yeah. the American way as opposed to Medicare for everyone. It may not be the ultimate system, but at least it allows all of us an option. Give us the option. Yeah. Maybe we won't choose it. But somehow this argument is winning – Against in Congress that is overwhelmingly Democrat, a Republican Party that is in total disarray. Yeah. There isn't any opposition to speak of on anything that they can mount of any real value. And yet the Democrats seem unable to do anything about this. Yeah. Yeah. If not, if not now, when? If not with at, at this point when everyone says this is a horrible system, it's benefiting a few people and not very many of them. The Obama administration appointed a Washington, D.C. attorney to become the so-called compensation czar, yeah, but... overseeing the salaries of top executives at bailout, bailed-out financial firms. That would be Kenneth Feinberg. And they dropped the initial pledge. The White House dropped the initial pledge to cap executives yeah. at 500000 so this is just more. They capped back, it back now, and, and now by a Democratic Congress and now and the Democratic banks, president, and now the banks are are, are giving all or are, are paying back a lot of the money that were been given under TARP. So now they're completely outside of the regulatory uh, ability of this czar. So it's a joke. It's a, it is a complete. And this is be, this is a whole problem with the two party system. Because once the Democrats prove themselves to be incompetent, people have no choice but to vote for Republicans, yeah. who will be even more incompetent. Well, and greedy and avaristic and the yeah. rest of it. I know. I don't understand. Why? You, you, this is a joke. It is an absolute joke that uh, this guy, this Pazar, at a time when all these guys are essentially because we gave them a lot of money, they're paying a lot of it back. We're, we're lending it to them for nothing. Uh, white supremacist James Von Brunt yeah. was charged with murder for last week's shooting death of a security guard at the Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, Fox has just doubled down on all this stuff. The whole thing, George Tiller gets killed. You, they, you watch any of those, Hannity, Riley, Greta Van Susteren, they're basically going, it wasn't our fault, and go to hell if you think it was. They've just com- the, the whole thing. Now this Von Braun thing. He was a big Glenn Beck fan, and yeah. O'Reilly and all these other guys thought they were great. Now he's basically on Fox. You listen to them. It's like I don't know what you're talking about. Well, they were left wingers. 
Yeah. They, in yeah, fact, yeah. that's the other argument. Yeah. They actually said Von Braun was a left winger. Yeah. Exactly. That was, yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And Royal Dutch Shell paid $15 million, a settlement to avoid trial over alleged involvement in human bi- uh, rights violations in the Niger Delta. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the race, the case, I'm sorry, was brought on behalf of 10 plaintiffs who accused Shell of complicity in the 1995 executions of Nigerian writer environmentalist Ken Sarawiwa. Wiwa, yeah. And eight others. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Fifteen million, is that what they gave him? Yeah. Yeah. The uh Charles Lynch, an owner of a California dispensary for medical marijuana, was sentenced to a year in prison. Yeah. Uh, this is despite the Obama administration's vow not to prosecute medical dispensers who comply with state law. I don't understand that, but some some one of them activist judges in California decided, yeah. <laughs> decided that despite the federal government saying we're yeah. not going to, we don't care. Uh, some members of the American Psychiatric Association. Yeah. No, you know what? I don't have anything else. Oh no, that's the one. That's I can tell you what you, what story you're talking about. Yeah, Mitchell I'm, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. What is it? Uh, I've just got to find it. I have it. And yeah. basically, these were the the psychiatric firm that was essentially helping. Uh, the uh, with the torture program, with oh, the enhanced yeah, interrogation yeah, yeah. program, uh, and I've, f- I've forgotten it's Mitchell and something, and it'll, it'll I'll find it. Doesn't they, matter. They basically were they went out of business. Yeah. They just folded up because these guys are despicable pricks. And uh, I beg your pardon. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I say that on the? I don't even know if I can say. But that. the the psychiatric firm folded yeah, up. They folded up. They were uh, okaying torture. Oh yeah, they were the ones in helping. Yeah. Said, Here it is. How do I torture someone? Well, let me see. Let's see. Let's use Sigmund Freud would say. Let's use our doctorates from from Harvard to show you how you can do that. Anyway, hey. it's gone. Yeah, we're talking about these two guys who essentially helped uh, the army with this program. Bye bye. Right. I hope they're disbarred and run out of town. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. You have any? Yeah. You, you must have something else to give me. Uh, you, must have you mean else. another story or two? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm always yeah. got. Well, this is a big. I mean, this is a big one to me. Um, the Israelis. I'm always railing about the Israelis and the settlements and all that. But essentially, Netanyahu came on. Uh, he gave a major address. Yeah. And basically, he talked about <clears throat> demilitarizing uh, the, of the uh, Gaza security arrangements, et cetera, et cetera. But refused to mention that uh, there should be a two-state solution, refuses to embrace or acknowledge that should be part of the negotiations for Gaza wow. and, the, and the Palestinians. That's so, crazy. Well, it is. And they, there's a lot more pushback. I will give Obama administration uh, credit for more pushback, more uh, insistence yeah. that there is a two-state, uh, that it's on the table and being talked about. Netanyahu is one of the most militant conservatives in the Israeli political system. Yeah is uh, not likely to embrace that very, yeah, very easily. Yeah, Obama's turning out to be a pretty good Republican. He's become, yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's, he's, he's almost as good as, as Clinton was a Republican. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. well, that's yeah. a good, yeah, there you go. And finally, yeah. some members of the American Psychiatric Association were urging the extreme forms of bitterness, extreme forms of bitterness, be identified as a mental illness under the name post-traumatic embitterment disorder. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. 
To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.